good vibes. Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. Mo Musi and BJ Armstrong here once again, bringing you everything you need to know from around the world of the NBA. BJ, you ready for this one today? Come on, Mo. I stay ready. I stay ready. It's the holidays. Oh, we have some hey, news. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Oh, you got news. Oh, uh, news break. We, we news have some play. news from a friend of the show, Mr. Chris Haynes. Oh, wow. Okay. Chris Haynes says Trey Young could be the next NBA superstar <laughs> to request a trade. Oh, wow. If the did team... we just get news out of Atlanta? We just got news out of Atlanta, right? Yeah, we did with their front office. We talked about yes. it on yesterday's show. Okay. If the team doesn't make inroads come playoff time, Trey Young reportedly will want out. Okay. Your immediate reaction to this news, please, sir. You know, we, we've had this conversation now, it seems like, for years. Everyone's looking for a disgruntled superstar. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to get cap space to absorb that disgruntled superstar because their place is different than the other place, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to get that disgruntled superstar, you got to give up multiple players because very rarely do you give one player that's a a max player for another player is a max player. So you end up giving, you know, two players or... Yeah, like a package of picks and role players, but... But this yeah. is different, though, so, because usually okay. a disgruntled superstar, say, for example, a Bradley Beal wanted out of Washington, okay. the Wizards mm-hmm. would look to rebuild, whereas this Hawks team is not set up to rebuild. They just traded for DeZonte. They got a bunch of other pieces. They've just paid DeAndre Hunter. They paid John Collins. They are looking to contend rather than rebuild. So this may not be like other disgruntled superstars where they want to bottom out and get picks and go through the draft to retool as we like to say they might be looking for another disgruntled superstar to do a swap like who for instance well that's where things get tricky and that's what we're going to have to talk about on this episode but we did just talk about a DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine reportedly unhappy in Chicago although I don't see how adding Trey Young helps Chicago's defense in DeMar DeRozan is unhappy I didn't see that one did he Um, he he said he's well, in the same in the same report from Chris Haynes, he said that the Bulls are dealing with some dysfunction as it pertains to team chemistry and accountability while stationed eleventh in the East. If matters don't improve, executives believe lead star guard Demar Derozan will request to be moved in the off season. Okay, but Demar didn't say it. Well, no, no one ever says it. This is the NBA. Oh, uh, this is sources. Uh, uh, uh. Oh well, Demar. Yeah, I say I missed Demar saying something. It, well, I did. Okay, all right, sounds good. So I, I mean, this stuff doesn't bother me. I, I I I'm so over it. Okay, all right. So Trey Young reporter is going to want to be moved. Okay, great. What are you going to put together for him? And all right, it, it, in the end, in the end. Here's a player now, and you have to ask the question, is that player alone going to move your needle? And, and then I'll, I'll I'll just watch. Now, if someone asks me, then I'll give my opinion. But if you think that that player alone is going to move your needle, because those are some good, that's a good, that's a, those are some good players down there. 
in Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, this is what I'm asking you, BJ. If you were the Atlanta Hawks, and let's say hypothetically Trey Young did say that he wanted to be moved, what would you be looking for in return? Would it be another superstar? Would it be another load of draft picks and pieces or role players or young players? What would be your ideal return if you were in charge over there in Atlanta? Well, well the first thing, if I, if I were, the first thing what I would do is, one, I would huddle up with my owner, the ownership there. The, you know, I would, I would huddle up with them. I would huddle up with my coaches, the executives, and the players. And I want to get a feel for what's, what's the expectations with this group. Now, let's assume that the expectations is we, we expecting to get to the second round. I think that group can do it. As it stands currently. As it stands currently. If you told me, thank you, should they be able to win the, the first round matchup? I could see that. You right, see them beating one of Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, and then Philly or Brooklyn, maybe. You see them winning one of those first round matchups. No, I, 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 I would pick the other team, but I could see them beating Brooklyn. Yeah, I could see them. I don't, I don't okay. see them beating the other three though. I, I could see them beating. I could see them beating Philly. They've done it before. Mm. They've done it before. I could see them beating Philly. Now, highly unlikely do they beat the Celtics. Highly unlikely do they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. However, or the Cavs. I would pick the Cavs ahead of them, but I could see them. They are talented enough. They have excellent guard play. This is a league now where if you have excellent guard play, you have a chance. Check. They have shot blockers. They have athletes. They have wing defenders. They have spacing. They have shooting on the floor. They can play, they can play the game at a nice pace. This isn't a team that's just... You know, if they come in as the sixth or seventh or eighth seed, that's not a that's not a freebie. That's this is a really good team that has excellent guard play. They have, I think, players who have played in high pressure situation, and they have veteran players. So I could see this team saying we can get to the second round. Now, if you're telling me this is, a, are you saying are we a championship caliber team? I would say probably not. Do I think this team is built as it currently is constructed to get to the conference finals? I would say probably not. However, I do think this team has the potential with the right matchups to advance. You know, things happen. An injury takes place with one of those teams. Maybe someone has a bad series. This team is a very capable team. They can score. They have rim protection and they have excellent, I think, excellent, you know, wing guys that can be more than capable of playing against any of those other teams. That, so that is true in theory, but they currently sit yeah. ninth in the conference okay. at a 500 record. Okay. And what's the, and what's the, what's the, what's the games between them and let's say the four seed? How many games? Let me have a look. The games between them and the four seed, they're four games behind. Okay, so that's a, all right. That's one week. That's a week's work. If the four seed loses every game and they win every game, and well, the other teams in between lose too, yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's very capable. You go on a six or seven game win streak, you can go on a two, three game win streak. I mean, that's a week's work. You're right back in the mix. So I, I now, what's the expectations of this group? What, what What's realistic? And you hear me say this all the time, Mo. How are you going to have consistent play in an 82-game schedule without defense? Well, we say that, but it's also the offense that's a problem. Trey Young right now is the worst three-point shooter in the league by the percentage. He's shooting 28.8% from downtown amongst the 50 okay. most active three-point shooters. He is the second coldest shooter when it comes to points per shot by the 50 players with the most field goals attempted with 0.96 points per shot. That's worse than PJ Washington of the okay. uh, of the Charlotte Hornets. So it's not exactly as if the offense is outweighing the lack of defense. This is the thing with Trey Young. You know the defense is going to be bad. He's a small guard that teams like to pick on, but the offense has to outweigh the defense. You're essentially trading threes for twos. But since they want anyone has that anyone that has that if anyone has that way of thinking, you're going to be bad. Why? Is because this league, this league. Okay, I don't I don't know about college basketball, FIBA basketball. In this league, you have to play transition basketball. Right, Mm -hmm. game has to go. If I get a stop. Now I can get out and run and play advantage basketball, four against three, three against two. And because their defense is bad, it makes total sense to me of why his offensive output is bad. Because we know it's way more difficult to score and shoot at a higher percentage rate when the other team contests those shots. Mm-hmm. So if they're playing defense, that means the other team's transition defense is going to be better. That means he's playing five versus five. So that makes total sense to me of why his shooting percentage is so low because he is a volume shooter. And many of those shots are shots that the shot clock is running down because he has the ball primarily, you know, and during the shot shot clock. So that makes total sense to me. Like, I'm not shocked by that. That's not like shocking news. What is shocking to me is they are in 11th place. So, so just, just staying on offense for a sec with, that you put that down to the defense being bad, not that DeJounte Murray's come in and he's made no effort to find a role as a off-ball player when DeJounte is the one facilitating, looking disengaged and kind of just standing around. No, I no, I, I don't. What I when you have Deontay Murray, okay, we we have these. This is my problem when I having conversations like this. Okay, so we look at the numbers. So the numbers will justify our position. However, we say these things, but then we don't carry them through. For instance, we say this is a positionless game. So wh- why should Trey Young be the only guy that has the ball in a game now where it's truly positionless? Mm-hmm. Why, why? Like, there are no more traditional point guards. I mean, Okay, maybe CP3. Who else would you put in that category right now? Of what, a traditional point guard? Yeah. Now, Who else? None of the young players, I'd say, is a traditional Man, point uh, guard. To, tra- there's nothing traditional about Trey Young the way he plays. Mm-hmm. So why am I, like, saying, okay, he, should, he, he, he shouldn't he should have the ball or he should have the ball more? What? No. 
you, now you got five guys who literally should be able to bring the ball up the court and play, right? You got Jokic doing it. I watched Joel Embiid last night. He's shooting threes. Yeah, I mean, Everyone's I don't expect Kevin Keller to do it, but I, yeah, I get yeah, your point. They, everyone plays small ball at some point during the game. But and how does that pertain to Trey Young not wanting to play when he's not got the ball in his hands? What, what this, okay, when I watch Atlanta, here to me, here's the, here is the problem when I watch Atlanta. I got one question. Uh, all of the other stuff, like Nate McMillan is, I think, a terrific coach. Okay? Yes, I He's agree. He's terrific. Okay, I think Nate McMillan's terrific. Okay. I know Coach McMillan. I played against Coach McMillan. And I'm not saying we are the best of friends. However, I know him. Under no circumstances would Coach McMillan have his smallest player guarding small forwards and the weakest other team's weakest perimeter player. Under no circumstances would he do that unless there is a problem with that player. Mm -hmm. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with Trey Young on the offensive end the way he plays. He has to play with that level of freedom. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is with that freedom that he plays with on the off of it, on the offensive end comes a responsibility and accountability that he must he must accept. He has to give a better defensive effort mm-hmm. if this team is going to reach its potential. I'm not saying he has to become an all NBA Marcus Smart defensive player. He couldn't. They're clearly hiding him on the defensive end of the ball for whatever the reason may be. I'm not with him every day. The I reason is he's, he's not a good okay. defender and he doesn't even try. Okay. But let me tell you something. It's very hard to play when your players are out of position and it starts on the defensive end. So now you have your point guard playing on the baseline because that's where the wing players play. You have your two guard or your small forward, however you want to do it by today's, you know, calculations. Now they're guarding the other team's point guard in there. So everyone's the the floor balance, believe it or not, Mo is off because everyone is kind of like in what they call a cross match. Yes. Okay. Now, when you have this off balance, then we say, well, we look at the percentages. Well, of course they're going to be off. Why? Because everyone is off. Every so I would suspect as I'm watching the, the Atlanta Hawks play, the what's the first thing that you see teams doing against Trey Young? They, they post them up. Yep. Okay. So they post them up. So now they have to double team. Well, when you double team, now everyone's in a scramble. When you compromise your defense, it compromises everything else. So I'm not upset or like, oh, what's going on? At some point here. Everyone's going to have to step up and accept the responsibility because scoring is not a problem with this team. They have excellent athletes, terrific players. And at some point here, everyone's going to have to accept that matchup. When they play the, when they, when I say they, when the Atlanta Hawks play the Brooklyn Nets, who's guarding Kyrie Irving? DeJounte Murray. Who's guarding John Morant? DeJounte Murray. 
Who's guarding Steph Curry? You know the answer. Who's guarding yeah, Damian Lillard? It ain't going to okay. be Trey Young. Okay, so when you have all of these cross matches going on, that that compromises your defense. Now, for whatever the reason, they've determined that that's given them the best opportunity to win. Okay, I respect that. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just watching. However, what I do know is when a team compromises their defense, whether it's for a quarter, for on a game, or a matchup. That puts you at a disadvantage. Every time you play these great players and you compromise and don't accept the matchup, what are you, how are you going to win? Who is he going to guard when they play against Drew Holiday? Who is he going to guard when they play against Marcus Smart? Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you something. If they play the Boston Celtics, he where are you going to run in that matchup? You can't, you can't put him on Tatum. You can't put him on Brown. You, you, Marcus Smart will take him right to the post. You can't put him on Al Horford. You can't put him on the, the, the time Lord. You can't. So where are you going to run? There's no place to run here. Mm-hmm. So at some point here, we all have to accept our responsibility and say, okay, they're going to pick on me. However, I got to show up. Now, to me, it's a simple solution <laughs> to me. So all of this reports, listen, You can't run in this league. No one can. You have to show up and play. So I don't know what the problem is. I'm not there. I'm just answering your question. But when I watch the team, I always wonder like, oh, wow, that puts them at a a significant disadvantage every time I watch them play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch them play tomorrow night versus the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Okay. Because I just like to see how teams match up against other teams why because the team that doesn't have to compromise more times than not they can play and they can play at a higher you know they can play at a higher level right you know Giannis you don't go into the game going we're going to hide Giannis Giannis is looking for the matchup mm-hmm. because every night he has an advantage versus who however he demands two or more people to guard him mm-hmm. that, that's a fact you can't guard him one-on-one. That's a fact. You have to wall up against him. You need three, four people to stop this man every single night. Jason Tatum is another player now that you have to like guard with two or more people. That's why you have great players in this league. So I don't know that answer. I, I think Coach McMillan understands that. I mean, he played in this league for a long time. He played in a long He understands that. So to me, it's a matter of, okay, when are we, and I say we, when are we as players going to accept what's necessary to win this league? You can't win in this league no other way. So it's not even a debate here. It's not even like, well, how are we going to do it? Either you're going to do it or you're not. And right now, Atlanta is not doing it. Well, this lack of defense makes it tricky for teams to trade him, even if he does demand a trade. Most well, teams in the team NBA... Is not looking for that. Yeah. yeah, most teams in the NBA already have good point guards. This is a really a point guard era that we're in. So when you think about how many teams would want to trade their current point guard for a Trae Young, and then you're trading for a guy who offers not much on defense, and on offense, the whole thing has to run through him. So it's not like he's a superstar 
in the way of a Kawhi Leonard, where you could drop him onto a Toronto Raptors team that's just one piece away, and he can lead you to a championship. If you add Trey Young to a team, you have to rebuild your whole team. Well, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is perhaps, perhaps when he's healthy, I'm going to say that, when he's healthy, he's without question one of the elite defenders in this league. Exactly. Okay. You're talking about a totally different player. When he's healthy, he's one of the elite defensive players. That, that's that's a different that's a that's a different situation. Trey Young is a young young player. He's an exciting, explosive, offensive player. Okay, he has one of the characteristics you love in this league. He can play screen role. He can shoot the ball with distance. Okay, and he can break down the defense. He can break down your defense. Plays with pace plays with space. He does all of those things. However, the one thing that seems teams, and that's what the, that's why these coaches are so good at the level. That's why I respect these coaches. If they find a weakness in your game, they're going to exploit it. If they find a weakness, any weakness you have, it will be found in the NBA playoffs and these teams will exploit it. (laughs) That's, That's a fact. Okay. So when you watch the Atlanta Hawks play, why do why are all the teams going going at one place? The only place to go. So Trey Young is going to have to. There's only one thing to do. I'm not saying you got to be an all defensive player, but you have to meet that, that challenge. Every team, every player, every coach, every there's a challenge in front of you every single night. You got to meet it. Mm-hmm. And listen, we all can, we all can't be great defenders. We all can't be great offensive players. But what you have to do is you have to bring effort. You hear me say this all the time. Mo. We have to bring the effort and the energy necessary to meet whatever challenge is going on out there on that court. And right now, the Atlanta Hawks, that's a good team. Okay, and right now, oh, the reason we're having this conversation is because of one thing. They are underperforming clearly mm-hmm. in the eyes of people within that within that organization. Yeah, well, because if they weren't, because if they weren't, you would say 11th seed. That's pretty good. You would say, okay, 11th seed or right. Or they, I don't know the record, but they got to be somewhere around 500, four or five games or so. That's not bad. Well, you know, it's not bad. You know, a lot of people are floating the idea of Trey Young being on the Raptors because they feel like they've got, you know, nice wing defenders that can compensate for him. But I want to float an idea to you. How would you like the hypothetical fit of Trey Young on the Orlando Magic? Because it would be him and okay, essentially you... four almost seven-foot players. Well, who are you going to give up? Well, this would depend on what Atlanta's looking for in return, whether they want to take on a whole bunch of picks that Orlando has and young pieces or if they're looking for another star in return. Well, you, you got to give up something. Now you got to give up. You're giving up an all-star player. Okay. All right. You're giving up an all-star player. Is it, isn't it at least, at least, isn't it in their interest to get back a starter or two? Well, there could be a, <laughs> a, a three-way deal in which Trey goes to Orlando. Okay. Well, I'm Orlando all for, sends I'm young all players that. and picks to Chicago and Chicago sends Zach Levine to the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, is, is that what, why would Zach Levine, why would Zach Levine, okay, why would Atlanta want Zach Levine back? 
You said they want to get a star level player. Zach Levine has been an all star. Well, I'm just saying what, but uh, but again, again, we just sat there and spent the last ten minutes on defense. I just watched the Bulls play the other night, and they gave up 150 points. Well, he's not a good defender, but he's problem. a better defender than Trey Young. Okay. Do you I, not think that, that's? Do you agree? If I'm the Atlanta, if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, this is what I do. Make it real simple. If that is report is true, then you have a two-way player at the point guard position right now. All-star waiting. Deontay Murray. That's what I would do first. He he's arguably just as good or better on the defensive side than he is on the offensive side. That'd be the mm-hmm. first thing. You have Clint Capella who could very well be a top, let's say, 30 defensive player in the league at his position. Okay, I, 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 He could be an all-defensive player, right? He could be one of the top 15 guys. Who, Clint Capella. I think he's in the top 20. Yeah, Clint Capella. Okay. The kid, uh, what is it, Hunter? Mm-hmm. I think this kid could be another top 30 defensive player in this league. He has the Which tools there. Yeah. I, I, is it, okay. So now I got three guys that I feel real good about on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, what I, if I were the Atlanta Hawks, I would add two things. I would add length. Okay. Length. I would look to add guys uh, like Siakam, like uh, what's the kid? Um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. I would look to add players like that. Scotty Barnes has been horrible defensively lately. Okay, that's fine. Again, I would look to add length and toughness to my to that side of the ball. That's what I would do. I would Herb Jones. I'm looking for players like that. I'm looking for uh, 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 what's it, Jeremy Grant. I'm looking for those type of players because with Murray at my position, I have a chance now to be big. They could be a big. That could be a big team now. Right now, they're currently small in the backcourt, okay? Just like last year and the year before that, I I was always an advocate. Put Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, at the lead guard position. Now your team can be big. But when you play him and Mike Conley together, now your backcourt is small. Mm -hmm. Murray allows you to have a big team. Why is that critical? Because you can truly now switch one through five, which in theory, I'm not saying you can, in theory, that would take away the other team's ability to play screen role versus me. Because truly, you should be able to switch one through four, one through five with Clint Capella. That's why the Golden State Warriors, that's why the Boston Celtics, that's why they're so dominant in today's game because you can't just play screen roll against them. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about scoring. If I can stop you, then I always have a chance to win. Now, so that's what I would be looking back for in return. I think Trey Young is a really, really good basketball player. However, if those reports are true, and you were asking me, I'm just going to the other side of the ball trying to address that issue. Mm -hmm. Because scoring 
you're going to score in this league if you can stop somebody. The other kid looks, Griffin looks like he's going to be a good player. He may be a starter in this league. You know, I like the kid Collins. Okay. So Collins and, and you add a, a, a Siakam or something to that mix. Now I got big athletes that will allow me to play a way that I would like to play if that were me, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I just saying, it. but, but when you have a small player like Trey young, you can't switch, right? Nope. If you play the Denver nuggets, you can just nope. switch now everything. You can switch everything. When you play against, you know, all these teams, you can just switch. However, with Trey Young, you can't do that. When I mm -hmm. play against Milwaukee, I can just switch. No, there's not many, guys. there's not many guards in the league that can switch and be comfortable against Giannis or Jokic. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you're saying what what I do, Deontay Murray to me, that's why Mark is smart and Mark is smart. And and uh, the kid from uh, Milwaukee, Drew uh, Holiday, Drew Holiday. That's to me is why they're so, they're they're so special. Those guys can literally guard one through four, one mm -hmm. through five. We're talking about the best, and, some of the best defenders in the NBA. The, the, but but that's why they're the best teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. to, it, it, to me, it's real simple. It's not. This isn't like, oh, who should you get? Okay, that's fine. It's the same formula. When your point guard like Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday have those abilities to guard anybody, I could put Drew Holiday and Marcus Smart on Kevin Durant and say, "Let's stay home." <laughs> you can. How many people can do that? And I can live with that. I can put them on Jimmy Butler. I can put them on LeBron James. I can put them on Damian Lillard. I can put them on Steph Curry. I could put them on Trey Young. I could put them on anybody. That to me is the luxury and what you're looking for if you're coaching in this league and you're going to win in this league. Mm -hmm. If I'm just depending on you to shoot 40% from three to win, well, you ain't winning. You, you ain't you're not going to win nothing. nothing. That, that's now, is it possible for you to shoot? Yeah, it's possible to shoot 40%, but just as possible as for you to make those shots. It's also possible for you to miss those shots. So, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. It seems real obvious to me what needs to happen. And because Trey Young, Trey Young, if you were asking me, I would hope that he gets it because that's a really good team over there. Like when I look at their roster, that's a really good team. Yeah, that's a good Hunter. Collins, Clint Capella. That's a good front court. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's, you're playing next to an all-star guard that plays as an all-defensive player on and off the ball. It doesn't get any better than that. You get all the shots you want and all the screens you want and shoot all the balls you want on the offensive end. I would hope that those guys would work it out. Why? Because let me tell you something. The moment. It ain't always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. See, that's what, but but again, this is, I've been around a little bit. So it doesn't get any better than that. Mo, that's a good team over there, unless I'm missing something. That's a really, on really, pa on paper, good it's team. a good team, but that's a good people. 
Yeah, they're fun to play with on 2K. So uh, go get your copy of 2K if you need a last-minute Christmas gift for someone. <laughs> but uh, we want to hear from you. Let us know in the Discord. Where do you think Trey Young should be traded or if the Hawks should try and work it out and keep him? Let us know your thoughts. The Discord's funny, BJ. I know you don't see the conversation in there, but uh, Zubair, regular listener to the show, said, Mo dropped a podcast on the Celtics and they haven't won a game in 10 days. Dropped a podcast <laughs> about the Knicks and all the joy is sucked out of New York City. Giannis should be on red alert seeing this pattern. Maybe this podcast is just cursing teams who are on a hot streak. Who knows? <laughs> the who... curse of Mo? <laughs> no, maybe, but it's you as well. So we're in this together. <laughs> we're going to be back tomorrow. Bonus episodes, Christmas Eve tomorrow. We're going to be previewing you all of the Christmas Day fixtures. We've got five NBA games, early tip-offs. So make sure you catch tomorrow's episode so you know on Sunday, on Christmas Day, which games you need to tune in for and what you need to be looking for. We'll see you in the next one. Make sure you tell a show, tell a friend to uh, listen to the show as well. Make sure that you uh, give it a five-star review and rating and all that good stuff. And most importantly, get buckets.